It said, like I, I just mentioned, that with Jesus, uh, uh, three nails and two pieces of wood, he built a bridge. And I think about this thing that how we as unholy can now come and be reconciled to God. And I thought about that word reconciled and reconciliation. And, and I looked that word up and, and it, it's defined as restore friendship or harmony. To settle or resolve. And when I thought about the reconciliation that Jesus Christ had done for us, he did all that. He restored the friendship that we had. You know, the Bible teaches us that God walked in the garden with Adam, and it was his friend. They walked as friends. I truly believe that. The Bible teaches us throughout that, that others walked with God, and they were friends of God. And, and the sin that's in our life, it removes that friendship. It removes that harmony. And I know that Jesus Christ and his death and his resurrection restore that friendship and that harmony. And it also settles as that second part of that definition says it settles and it resolves it settles an old account as the song says I had an old account that was that was in the negative there was there was I had withdrawn more than I could handle and God settled that account and God also resolved and remitted the sin of the world if we would just accept that free gift of salvation through Jesus Christ our sins are remitted they are never to be brought up anymore we have all experienced this in our lives, even on this human level, which we walk with friendships and relationships. There's an offense. There's something that has happened that is, has broken that relationship. No matter what that may be, it could be a word, it could be a deed, it could be any, any amount of things, but these relationships are broken. And then there's the separation, there's a divide, there's a barrier between the two, and then can come reconciliation. Uh, a huge, a huge amount in my life, I know as I look back and I think and how I've tried to reach out to those that I know, when I, when I got saved as a young person, I didn't have much of these broken relationships, but I got away from the Lord and, and relationships began to get broken and I began to be an ugly person and the things that I would do, and I've reached out and since given my life back to Christ I've reached out to make reconciliation I don't always get that reconciliation because some won't talk to me some won't let me reach out others don't want to hear what I have to say others others did I, I was able to reconcile a few friendships from from my military days when I had broken those relationships and and it's huge it's a huge event in our lives as, as, as friends or even couples in these rec, uh, relationships. And that reconciliation is so sweet and it's so much more important than any other. And that reconciliation that Jesus Christ gave us in the clause of salvation in this beautiful scripture where it says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And in, and in verse 18, And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. As I taught in Sunday school, it's just an honor to stand with the youth this morning and to share with them the hope that I do have in God and, and in his word. And I read this word here that it says that all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. What a beautiful promise and what an awesome promise that we can hold on to and have hope in that we have been reconciled. The Bible is true. It's the true word of God. There is no lies. Your personal recon reconciliation with God is of the utmost importance in your life. Anything that you go through, and I, and I thought about these things as you know, the, my firstborn. What a great day. 
My first grandchild. What a great day. My wedding day. All of these things when God sent me the perfect woman for me who, who just loves me, you know, unconditionally most of the time. But when he gave me all those things, it still does not amount or come close to the day that he gave me salvation. That he brought me back to himself. He brought me. Sin was the cause and is the cause of our need for reconciliation. I looked over in Isaiah chapter 59, and this is just just a beautiful, a beautiful, beautiful verse. uh, 59 uh, verses 1 and 2. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy, that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins hid his face from you, that he will not hear. It's our sin that we that gets in the way, and we get reconciled from God. He removes that sin. He takes that, that distraction, that barrier, and he picks it up, and he moves it. I've had so many people that I've talked to about Christ and about their life to tell me, let me get my life straightened out. Let me get this fixed. Let me do this. Let me do that. And I'm like, it doesn't work that way. you got to let God do all that. You just step out on faith and let God clean it up. Let God put things into place. Let God move you in the way that he needs you to move. Because even before the first sin was ever committed, God had made a way. The plan of salvation was in place before the earth was created. God knew, God made a way. Today's scripture just shows us God's abundant love to bring us to him. When we start to read these things first, we see that they declare it in verse 18. Uh, Verse 18, this reconciliation is declared as he says, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus and hath given us the ministry of reconciliation. Sin is pardoned, and and this relationship is restored according to the word of God. God initiated the restoration. How how can we, how can I, I cannot even begin to uh, know where to start to even restore some relationships that I have with, with people like ourselves. How would I even do so with God? God. The God, the only God, the one true God. How can I even begin to think of a way to restore relationship with him? But God initiates that. Man does not seek God. God seeks man. Let me tell you something, church. He came looking for me. He, I was the one out of the hundred that was astray. And he came looking for me. I was not out wandering in the wilderness looking for God. But God found me. He came looking for me. One of my favorite songs by, by Adam Crabb is He Came Looking for Me. It says, One night while on life's rugged sea, it looks as though I would suffer defeat. But Jesus, Jesus is the one that came walking on the water. Jesus walked through the fire with the Hebrew children. Jesus walked on the water to get to the disciples in the midst of that storm. He did the same for me. He came looking for me. And it's all by God's grace. Because without that, guess where I'd still be? I'd still be in the wilderness. I'd still be lost at sea. I'd still be in the furnace. I'd still be trapped in my sin and the bondage and the prison that it brings. But 
I ask you this, has the power of Christ changed you? Are you different? What does verse 17 say? Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Are we different? Does the reconciliation between us and God, is it visible? Can people see that? When we walk around, when you say this morning in Sunday school, we make a point when we wake up that we don't go to work with our default attitude. Because the way I wake up, if I go through my day the way I woke up many days, people are going to hate me. People aren't going to want to be around me. People are not going to see God through me. So I don't take my default attitude. When I wake up and I'm in that bad attitude, I pray and I get in my word. Because that's the only hope that I have to get rid of that bad attitude. So I praise God that I am different. I am a new creature. All things are passed away and all things are become new. Hallelujah for God's reconciliation that changes a person. How many of you know somebody right now that would just as soon uh, take, take a life than look at it? And they changed. And God saved them. And now they're working in children ministries. Now they're going to the budget tail every chance they get working with kids up there that need it so badly. How about that? God makes a change. That's, that's what this reconciliation is declared is. Come ye unto me. I don't care how bad you think you are. I can change you. I can bring you back to myself. Amen. And I thank God that he did that for me and for you. But I also thank God that today, if you haven't been reconciled unto God, he's still reconciling. Today, he will take you today and he will bring you to himself. Surrender today. The power of Christ can change you and can make you different because you cannot reconcile yourself to God. You can't. There's no good in any of us that we can do that. We're, we're in the, so secondly, let's look here how in verse 19 that... Uh, Paul describes this. He says, To wit, that God was in Christ. To wit, that God was in Christ. A price had to be paid. How many of you uh, know that story of Abraham when he was taking Isaac up to the top of the mountain there to be sacrificed? Me and William was talking about that a little bit uh, at work. Uh, but how that awesome revelation and prophecy of Christ was put right there in the Old Testament with Abraham. As he's climbing up, you can hear Isaac now. You can say, he said, Daddy, I see we got fire. I see we got wood. Where's the sacrifice? And those words of Abraham to say, Son, don't worry about it. God will provide himself a lamb, a sacrifice. To wit, God himself was in Christ. And that's what Paul is telling us, that God himself was in Christ. He was that price. He paid the ransom. He was the one that died in our place. God was in Christ himself and provided himself to be a sacrifice. Amen. To what, church? Well, why did he do that? Why? To reconcile us to him how many other people in the world how many can their God say that their God did that wow you must have a special God 
you do have a special God. That he would come and that he would die and he would pay the price through Jesus Christ, the ransom. To get the Father, we have to get to heaven. And the Father, we have to go through Jesus Christ. He is the only way. Jesus told Nicodemus in John chapter 3, verse 3, that you must be born again. You must be born again. We all like John 3.16, right? For God so loved the world. But that's building up to for God so loved the world. Is that he had this discussion with Nicodemus. And says, Nicodemus, you must be born again. What does verse 17 say? Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. A new creature born again through the reconciliation of God through Christ. To wit that God was in Christ. He was in Christ, let's look at this, that reconciling the world unto himself. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, 2 Corinthians 5, 19, to reconcile the world unto himself. What is the world? Where is the world? What is the world? It's everything, you're looking everywhere you look is the world. Everything in the world. All of us, those down the street at the other church, those that are not at church, those that slept under the bridge last night, those in Africa, those in every part, everywhere in the world, God died to reconcile, to wit, God was in Christ, himself was in Christ to reconcile the entire world. Everyone, listen, everyone, heaven was created to hold everyone. You believe that? Because God said, I would that everyone would come to Christ, to come to me through salvation. He built heaven big enough for everybody. But the Bible teaches us that hell enlarges itself every day. Think about that. Why? Some people aren't getting reconciled. Some people are choosing to turn their backs and their faces and their hearts. The psalmist wrote this morning, we got in Sunday school, love it. Uh, Psalm 119, verse 112, I have inclined my heart to thee. Many of us in this world are not inclining our hearts to God. But listen, there's power. There's power in the blood of Jesus. There's power in the blood of the Lamb. It can save every soul that was ever born. And there'll be plenty of room in heaven for us all. But the hell is enlarging itself every day. Jesus' blood is sufficient, but many refuse. Many refuse and do not find that narrow path. But he says here, listen to the rest of verse 19. Not imputing their trespasses unto them. Not reputing. He's given us salvation. He's saving us from our trespasses. He's, he's reconciling us back to himself through Jesus and giving us salvation. He's not imputing our trespasses unto us. If we surrender to Jesus Christ because the, the price has already been paid, our sins are forgiven and remitted. I want everyone... I want every one of you, every one that I come in contact with, I want everybody to know about this grace and about this mercy. How about that? What does verse 17 say? Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Now, come on. If you got a new car, 
tendency is we're going to show it off, right? And we're going to park in the parking lot where everybody can see it, but nobody can park around it and ding it. Well, what are we doing with our salvation? I'm telling you, the Bible says right here, I'm getting ready to get to it, we're ambassadors. We're supposed to be proclaiming the reconciliation that we have and that they can have. But what? We don't show it off like that new car. I've had people show me a new phone. And all the whistles and things on that phone, but rarely have we ever had a conversation about Jesus. New cars, new phones, new creatures. We can sh- God can show us off as a new creature. The Bible says, let everybody see your good works and glorify God. He can show us off as a new creature. He is, he is a new creature. I am a new creature. You can be a new creature. Old things are passed away. Can you imagine how everybody feels when you roll up in that nice new car and you're not driving the clunker that you used to have? They're like, wow. What about when you roll up in that nice new creature? And everybody sees the old you is gone and the new you that God created. What an awesome testimony. What a mighty, mighty version of, of this is my God. Look what he did. Look what he did. Can your God do that? My God's better than your God. Just silliness. But salvation, and I want everybody to know this, and I, and I ask myself this question. Have I shared? I'll ask you. Have you shared? Have you shared? Because in the ending of this, this here scripture, it says he has commanded, uh, committed unto us the word of reconciliation. He gave it to you. I have many people, and I was once that person. I'm assuming everyone here is. You got faith. You know you got saved. You just don't know how to share it. You say, I don't know enough of the Bible to teach people how to get saved. But you don't have to. That, that comes with, with growing. God gave you a testimony. He gave you a story. You know your story. You know where God brought you from here to here. You know every step in between. I can't even remember why I went into the kitchen last night. What I was going in there for. But I ain't forgot what God did for me. And as I grow, he inserts scripture into my story. As I read and as I study... Those scriptures come in there. And some of them that fit us all. The Roman road to salvation, that fits everybody that's been saved. Because you realized that you were a sinner. You realized that the wages of sin is death. You realized that God commended his love towards you, that he reconciled himself to you. And you realize that there's wages for sin. And you realize that if you just confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God will save you. He will reconcile you. He gave us that word. Each and every person in this room that's been saved by the grace of God has that word. You have the ministry. You've committed unto us the word of reconciliation. And in verse 20 it says, Now then we are ambassadors for Christ. The beautiful thing about this ambassadorship is verse 17. 
Because you're a new creature. When you go out, when you step out into the world, people say, that's not the same guy. Something's different. That's not the same lady. Something's different. And you get to share how God reconciled you to him. This is exactly what Paul is telling the church at Corinth and us. We are called to share. He could have chosen, listen, God, uh, we just talked about how my God is better than your God and how great our God is. But in all seriousness, he could have chosen any method he wanted to to deliver salvation and, and, and to the others that haven't been saved. But he chose us. What does that say? It says when he made a new creature, he did it just right. He made you the perfect conduit. He made you the perfect way to share that gospel. You say, but I stutter, but I, I, I'm not educated. I've talked with Gordon before. We've, we've had this discussion, not about him being educated or anything, but just the sharing your story is that when God calls you to do something, right here, if you've been saved this morning, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but you can mentally or in your heart. If you've been saved, you've been given a call. You're an ambassador. He qualified you for it the moment that he called you. The moment that he reconciled you to him, he qualified you to share your story. And there's someone that needs to hear it. There's someone that needs to hear it. He could have chosen any method to deliver the good news. He blessed us with this opportunity. As verse 20 says, we are ambassadors. We are representatives. Christians, you are being watched. Your every move is being watched. Whether, let's say, every action and reaction is being watched. And we are ambassadors. We are blessed, so blessed by grace, saved by sin, saved from sin, and given eternal life. The Bible goes on here, and we'll finish up. It says, to, to 20, Now that we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. I don't know your hearts this morning. I don't know where you stand. As, as I spoke again in Sunday school, I can see on the outside, everybody looks pretty. Everybody looks good. But on the inside, you could be broken. You could be shattered into pieces. You can just be decaying. But being reconciled to God takes us back to verse 17 again. We can be a new creature. The discouragement, the division, the decaying that, 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 that the devil wants to cast upon you and wants you to be all consumed with can be removed. We can be a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. Paul leaves us in verse 21 here at the end of this chapter with these words. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. That's the message. How you, how I have been made the righteousness of God in him. If people could only see 
what we have right here out there. We could change. We could change the world. We could. We could. So today, as we close, Aiden, if you will, come around. Uh, we'll sing a, a verse or two of 81 while those that need to pray will pray. I ask you today, if you're a believer in this place, are you living as an ambassador? Second part of that, are you doing your part? If you're an unbeliever, you don't know Jesus, I should should phrase that a little bit differently because most people will say, I I know Jesus, I, I know him. I believe in Jesus. But do you believe in Jesus? So today, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, do you realize, very important, do you realize that you will not see God without him? Unless you are reconciled to him, you will not see God. What will you do? Let us pray. Father God, thank you so much for the reconciliation through Jesus Christ and you in him. Father, I pray, God, that you would just have your way this morning and that you would just touch hearts as the pianist begins to play. Father God, that your spirit would move throughout and to bring those to Christ to be reconciled to you this morning. Father, if there are those in our midst that have been reconciled, but know, Father, that they're not walking in the path that they should, I pray, God, that you would just touch their heart to have them examine themselves and to examine their walk. Father God, that they may be closer to you. I pray now in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.